0: 10.3 is brought to you by Callaway. Just like a podcast, my golf game needs a good start, and if you're anything like me, you know how much a good driver can up your game. That's why you need Callaway's new Epic Flash driver with Flash Face technology. It's shattering the idea of how fast a driver can be. It's Callaway's first-ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. What's that mean? Using machine learning, Callaway's supercomputer – yes, they have one of those – was able to test, refine, tweak, and retest over 15,000 different faces to find the fastest one. That's FlashFace technology. Learn more at CallawayGolf.ca. Could foreign actors be trying to meddle in our election this fall? Could it already be happening? Why would another country want to mess with politics in polite, apologetic Canada? I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is Ten Three. We look at a recent report into threats posed to our electoral process, the countries we should be worried about, and what the risk is to Canada. If you want the convenience of getting all our episodes right to your tablet or mobile device, you should definitely hit the subscribe button on your favorite listening app. We're on all the big ones, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, EarFunnel. I may have made the last one up. But you get the picture. Subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends to do the same. Daphne Bramham is a columnist for the Vancouver Sun. Now, Daphne, in one of your recent columns, you touched on a report looking at potential for cyber meddling in Canada's upcoming election. What did the report from the communication security establishment talk about in regard to our democratic process?
1: What the report s- says is that it's it's very likely that we're going to have interference. I mean, it's not it's not a question of is if there's going to be interference. It's highly likely that we will have inter interference, and the kind of interference that they're really talking about in the report sounds a lot like what we what we heard about in when Russia was interfering in the United States. So they're talking about fake news and how to spread how that might be spread on um, on social media. They, they make some reference, too, to these synthetic videos, which are the new, th- the new thing for, for interfering and influencing, where you take, you take people and you, you can synthesize them so that they, it looks exactly like what you say they're doing. But in fact, it's, it's fake video, which is a, you know, a step up from, from people doing voices and so on. Um, so they're worried about that. They're worried about things like like foreign adversaries trying to influence. They're spreading, a, as I say, of fake news. Um, they're going to try mm-hmm. and polarize people. They're going to try and use wedge issues. And so that's a lot of what this report focuses on. And again, it it really does seem to be kind of like the Russian playbook that they're most concerned about. And they're very concerned, too, about... Interference um, for, with the political parties and with and with candidates' websites and so on, because they think that's where the real vulnerabilities lie.
0: We're talking about fake news that's spread on social media sites like Facebook and videos that are created. I think the other term for them is is deep fakes, where right. they have someone who's a recognizable person saying something that they're not actually saying, and these are disseminated online. What about you know fake websites that are made to look like legitimate news sites or even legitimate political party sites? What kind of things have we seen in Canada so far?
1: Well, I mean, we've we've seen some of all of that. And I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard to see them. So sometimes it's hard to know which are the fake sites. But we know that that has happened. Um, we know that, that um, we've been hacked. I mean, the... They put out fake news about about uh, Canadian troops in Europe. They've uh, they've put out fake news about that. We've seen some. Um, we know that they're bots that are posting things in response on um, on Twitter and so on. Um, we know that they're fake uh, Facebook pages that are disseminating all sorts of things that may or may not be true, or or they're they're doing things that are divisive trying to separate people, trying to um, build divisions between different groups within our society. So we know that that's happening.
0: Are there documented cases in Canada of people specifically being targeted by this that we know of or is this something that the CSE is just concerned about at this point?
1: Well certainly the, the report the report is is um, as one might expect from a spy agency it's actually quite vague um, they don't I don't think they wanted to tip their hand on, on how much they know and how much they can stop it. So I think that you know, if you're going to hear stories about about these fake sites, I don't. I think the spy agency is probably not the one who's necessarily going to tell you.
0: You mentioned earlier the U.S. election, and when we think about election meddling, we tend to think about Russian interference in the U.S. election. What does the report have to say about the Russians and what's their interest with Canada?
1: The report doesn't really say this, but I, I mean, I talked. I've talked to a number of security experts and. And what they say is that what Russia always wants to do is Russia is, is a disruptor. Russia wants to interfere. They want to influence. They want to disrupt the social order. They want. Um, they want democracies. Like the American, um, the American democracy, like the Canadian democracy, like the Ukrainian democracy, like Britain, like France, they want to disrupt it. They want um, they they don't have a big grand scheme, grand plan about what they really want. They just want there to be sort of turmoil, and in in, in the midst of this turmoil, then they can plant these seeds. But there doesn't seem russia doesn't seem to have have a grand plan for where this is all going to lead to other than you know it it may make it easier for them to for the for the russians to i don't know do just meddle they but, but really they don't seem to have a grand plan is what everybody's telling me but that's the difference between them and china and what's interesting about the cse's report is that they say very little about china certainly from what i've been hearing the ones we really should be more concerned about are china and why is that well because china has a long term plan china has has a long term plan of how to become um the strongest economy in the world they want to be mm-hmm. the the biggest influence they want to supplant the united states as the go to country they want to be the world power they want to be the global power i mean we've seen they and they're not just doing this on the internet. I mean, the, the all of the uh, the Belt and Road initiatives, the uh, ports that they've bought up, the um, they're building railways, they're building roads, they're building all of this infrastructure. And amongst the infrastructure that they're building is telecommunications infrastructure. And um, you know, there have been a number of other reports issued lately. Uh, the Reporters Without Borders put out a report recently that talks about China's pursuit of a new world media order. Um, the Chinese media in, in Canada has been largely bought up by, um, by interests that are closely associated with the Communist Party of China and with the Chinese government. So
0: when it comes to looking at our elections and meddling in the democratic process here, what do they hope to gain from it? It's one thing to talk about infrastructure and, and they buy up ports and, they, and it's kind of gaining economic power. But what do they gain out of messing with our election this fall?
1: What they're looking for is people who are going to be friendly to China's agenda. They're looking to influence, um, to influence the elections so that, that people who would be supportive of things like Huawei, for example, being allowed to build out part of the 5G network they'll be looking for politicians who might want to support that they'll be looking for candidates in ridings that may have a strong chinese um, chinese canadian population because they they want mm-hmm. to have they want to have that kind of influence they want that voice to be heard one of the things that that's interesting about the strategy that that um china has been using in in a in australia is that they don't actually care what party the the um politicians are in or the influencers they're willing to they're wanting to find people who will will speak on, will speak in a voice that's friendly to theirs regardless of what party they're in so again that's a little bit different than the russians um, they're looking to interfere in a much different way. They're looking more to influence. They're looking more to um, try to change our policies. And um, there's there's been a number, a lot written in the Australia, and Australia has been very hard hit by by Chinese interference. Um, their director of security intelligence uh, said just last week that they're having an election this year and he said that the interference is going to be at an unprecedented level and already hmm. this year the, all of their major parties have been have been hacked um all of their websites they've all had hacking and it's all been traced back to the chinese government or the chinese communist party
0: now you mentioned in your columns that there is little reference to china if at all in this report from the CSE what are officials saying about china and concerns over chinese influence in canada or are they saying anything at all
1: well one of the things that's interesting is that before this well around the same time that this report i guess was being put together um they actually put out a report that that they put out a bulletin that looked only at china and they put out a bulletin that said that we should be concerned about it and they said that there was, there had been some problems with um, Chinese interference using the service providers. So these are these managed service providers. These are companies like Bell and Rogers and Telus and IBM. Mm-hmm. And those are the very same companies that already u- either use Huawei or and there's some of the companies that are interested in using Huawei um, equipment in their 5G network. And this report, the special bulletin about China, came just around the time that the Huawei executive, um, Meng Wanzhou, had been detained in Vancouver. Now,
0: Canada-China relations kind of have sunk to a a low point over the Meng Wanzhou detention uh, regarding this extradition case with the US. Otherwise, when it comes to the two countries, Canada, kind of relies on China for markets for any number of products, agricultural products. There's there's talk about wanting to get more Alberta oil to the West Coast so that they can access Asian markets, which you would assume China is the largest market that they can they can look for over there. You would think China wouldn't need to resort to tactics like this because they already have a lot of influence in Canada. Is anyone in Canada talking about? Uh, that
1: aspect of it your question is is based on what canada wants from china i think it's what china wants from us and what china wants what china wants from us they want our resources they want oil they want gas they they want our resources they want they want free and easy access to our resources and they want to be able to control that i mean they there, there's Chinese, there's Chinese corporate money and, and Chinese government-related money that's that's in in most of our industries. I mean, they've bought up mining companies, they bought up oil and gas, they bought up. They just bought three of the largest office buildings in Vancouver, owned by a a, gov- a Chinese government-linked company. They don't care what we want from them. It's what they want from us, and they want to make sure that. If they need oil, they want that pipeline built. And they're going to try and find the right people who will make sure that that pipeline gets built. It doesn't matter to China what, the, what environmentalists think about a pipeline in Canada. And to be honest, I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at it, they don't really care what environmentalists think about, about what they're doing in their country as well. I mean, what they need is resources. They've got a very large population. And they need to make sure that they have peace in their country. They don't care about peace in our country, and nor do they care about our, our democratic institutions. I mean, what what yeah. China what China wants is access to resources, so that China can can be the world leader. In the same way that that um, you know many other countries have ha- have tried to do that. The question, the question is, of course. Um, is China doing this? Is China doing this to provoke war? And I mean, I, there, one of the security experts that I spoke to said, you know, the thing, the thing is about China is that, think of it more as being like Hong Kong. I mean, they just want to have a bunch of colonies, and they'll have trade ties, very close trade ties, close connections to, as long as they control it. And um, you know, the the risk for Canadians, I think, is that um if we want to maintain a relationship with china a good relationship with china we need to push back in australia i spoke to i, I spoke recently to uh clive hamilton who wrote a book about chinese interference in australia and he was telling me about a university student there and uh she was a a chinese a chinese student in australia and um she spoke she spoke up in a class, and um two hours after she had spoken in class, her parents in China had a knock on the door, and the Chinese um Secret Service said to her, said to her parents, Your daughter is tri- is disrupting things. She's not being supportive of China and she shouldn't be doing these things in Australia. And all she did was was apparently be mildly critical of the Chinese government.
0: Yeah, it's not just a case of uh, concerns over economic uh, prospects or uh, our political process processes, but there's also a concern about undue Chinese influence in day-to-day society in Canada.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know one of the one of the things is that unlike many other countries, the Chinese government um, and the, the Chinese Communist Party they really um, they really do believe that 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 there's no such thing as a hyphenated Chinese. You're Chinese or you're not, and you do owe a loyalty to China, and um, and that's a that's a difficult thing. It puts um, it puts a lot of immigrants, especially recent immigrants, uh, in in a really difficult position. They come to Canada and. Part of the reason they come to Canada is because they come for our values. They come because they value free speech. They want to be in a country where they have a choice about who their who their government is, what kind of government they have. They want to be able to freely express opinions, and yet they're afraid. And um, mm-hmm. and we need to ha- we need to help protect them. And you know, Chinese Canadians, if this is if this happens during this election campaign. Chinese Canadians need to know that if they go, if they go to the police, or if they go to Elections Canada, or if they go to to others in the community, that that we as Canadians, that we we support their free speech just as much as as much as anyone else's, and we need to make sure that they're not being intimidated by a foreign government, and that they're able to to take. To be fully participating in the country they choose to live in and the country they choose to be citizens of
0: now, looking at it, the election more broadly and this report from the cSE did the report give any indication of how prepared Canadian officials are to deal with or thwart any meddling in our election, or is there a gap there
1: well they they and they gave some fairly broad brush strokes um, by identifying what they see as the problem they they clearly think that they have ways of of um, at least identifying it and perhaps mitigating it one of the things that that they make very clear though is that um unlike the united states we have a we have a pretty low-tech voting system um we use papers and pencils and Mm -hmm. and um and that is in fact one of the greatest protections against um in, in terms of real interference in, in, the, in the, the election itself, uh, because we know that that um, the Russians for sure have have tried to um, indicate that that there was meddling and that the, the process itself wasn't valid. I think what the the CSE report is saying is that we can be pretty well assured that Elections Canada's got that part of it in hand anyway.
0: Well, you know, as if we didn't need another reason for uh, the fall election to be as interesting as it's going to be. Uh, Daphne, thanks very much for your time. My pleasure. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Technical support this episode from McQuana. Thanks to my guest, Daphne Bramham. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.